الحمید أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا أنفسكم وأهليكم نارا نارا وقودها الناس والحجارة عليها ملائكة غلاز شداد لا يعصون الله ما أمرهم ويفعلون ما يؤمرون صدق الله العظيم <تصفيق> وقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم كلكم راع وكلكم مسؤول عن رعيته وكما قال صلى الله تعالى عليه وسلم respected elders and beloved of Islam Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed each and every one of us with many many special favors and bounties many many ni'mats Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Quran Majid wa in ta'uddu ni'matullahi la tuhsuha that if you try and count the favors, the bounties, the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that you will never ever be able to count it. Each and every person, whether he is rich, whether he is poor, whatever background, whatever lifestyle he might come with, even if he has a whole lot of problems in this world, he is still enjoying many, many bounties of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And a person will only recognize the importance of those special favors and bounties that Allah SWT has blessed him with when those bounties are taken away. Every person, Do not look very far for the bounties. Look in your own self. Allah Taala has created each and every one of us perfectly. Allah Taala has given us perfect limbs. And when a person is younger, then he enjoys complete usage of those limbs that Allah SWT has given him. And as he ages, then he will realize the ni'mats and the bounties that Allah SWT had given him when he was younger. He is unable to use those limbs as freely and as easily as he could when he was younger. So this is a special favor from Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Friends and elders, one of the greatest ni'mats that Allah SWT has given us is the ni'mat of offspring. Allah SWT mentions in the Qur'an Majid لِلَّهِ مَا فِي السَّمَوَاتِ وَمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ يَخْلُقُ مَا يَشَاءُ يَهَبُ لِمَنْ يَشَاءُ إِنَاثًا وَيَهَبُ لِمَنْ يَشَاءُ الذُّكُورِ That to Allah SWT belongs the entire heaven and the earth. Allah SWT is the creator of the heaven and the earth. Allah SWT creates whatever Allah SWT wishes. And Allah Taala created man, Allah Taala created child. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses some 
with male offspring, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses some with female offspring. Some Allah ta'ala blesses with both. They have boys and girls. And Allah ta'ala mentions, وَيَجْعَلُ مَنْ يَشَاءُ وَقِيمًا And if Allah ta'ala wishes, then Allah ta'ala leaves some couple barren. No children. They do not get any children. So this is also from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if you want to know the ni'mat of children, then ask those that do not have children what they will do, what they will try, what won't they give to try and have children. It is a ni'mat of Allah from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala gives some, Allah ta'ala does not give. Allah ta'ala gives many, Allah ta'ala does not give some. So this is a great ni'mat from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, offspring and children. First and elders, this week that we have entered into is a very, very important week in the entire calendar of 2023, in that it is that week wherein our young ones, after having spent a few weeks, four weeks, five weeks, six weeks, whatever the case might be, at home, now they have re, been readmitted or re-entered into the institutions of learning. And every parent has this wish, every parent has a desire that my child must be successful. And it's natural that no person wants to see their child failing, no person wants to see their child turning out as a failure. Every person has his wish that my child must be successful as far as this dunya is concerned. He must earn a good livelihood, he must have a comfortable life, he must grow up and he must become something in this world and he must not be such that he is dependent upon me his entire life. He must have a good comfortable life and he must also now continue on his journey independently in this world. That is the wish and the desire of every parent naturally. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect our offspring and grant them barakah in their lives. Friends and elders, that wish and that desire every parent has regarding their children is with regards to this dunya which is temporary. Even more important, friends and elders, is our wish and our desire is how they can carry out and how they can place importance in that which is eternal, their akhirat, as far as their akhirat is concerned. Just as how we have this wish and desire of their well-being in this dunya, so too we should have their well, that wish and their desire of their well-being as far as the eternal life of the akhirat is concerned. Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in one hadith mentions that إِذَا مَاتَ بْنُ عَادَمَ إِنْ عَمَلُهُ إِلَّا مِنْ ثَلَاثَةٍ That when a, when a person passes away, when the son of Adam passes away, when insan passes away, then all his actions are cut off. His ability to do deeds are now cut off. He is put into the grave. Whatever he could do, whatever he could earn, this was the place to earn it, this world, his daily life of this world. He has the opportunity of earning for his akhirat. Now, he has left this world and he has been lowered into the qabr. His ability to now earn for the hereafter is now cut off. Thereafter, Nabi Akrim mentions that illa min thalathatin. Except there are still three avenues. That even though he has left this world, he still has three avenues by which he can earn in this world. And Nabi Akrim thereafter mentions the three avenues. The first one is illa min sadaqatin jariyatin. That, that charity, that charity, now understand we talk about it as sadaqah jariya. We use that term. Sadaqatin jariyatin, the charity that continues after a person leaves this world, perhaps he donated to something that people are taking benefit from it. And people are taking benefit in such a way that 
it is assisting him now in the Qabr. Like he contributed towards the upliftment of a masjid, a musalla, or he donated some money towards a well, or he donated some money towards some good cause, perhaps an orphanage, some Islamic institute, or perhaps he paid for some person's Islamic studies, etc. He donated some money to some, for some kitabs, etc. Whatever the case may be. But he gave money towards a good cause. And people many, many years later, well, people are taking benefit from it. Even though he is in the qabr, he is still getting the reward for it. The second is ilmun, bihi, that that knowledge wherein people took benefit from it. Perhaps he was a ustad of a madrasa, or not being a ustad, but he was a person that always imparted good. When he spoke, he spoke good. He gave people good advice. He taught people something good. And people acted upon his advice, such advice that enhanced them Islamically. And now he's, he has passed away. But people learned good things from him. Perhaps he taught them how to do business in a good Sharia Islamic manner. And now he has passed away. But he has taught people that this is how the correct way of doing it Islamically. And now they continue with de- doing it how he had taught them. Even though he has passed away, but the reward and the, and the sawab of it, he is still getting in the Qabr. And the third way, and this is the topic that I am discussing today, the third way, wherein a person... And this is something that every father has the opportunity of earning, is that that a pious child that will make dua for their father. And this is so important that just like how we worry about their well-being of this dunya, but when we leave this dunya, that wealth that we amassed and left behind for them, if we left them with Islamic knowledge, if we left them with dini education, Whatever they become in this world, be it a doctor, be it a lawyer, be it a farmer, and whatever other professional they become, so long as they have this Islamic knowledge with them, they will be able to carry it out correctly. They will be carried out as how a Muslim should be carrying it out. One incident is recorded regarding Nabi Isa alayhi salatu wasalam. Allah had given Isa alayhi salam certain miracles. And this was from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah mentions many places in the Quran that those miracles that Isa alayhi salam bi'idhnillah, bi'idhni idh ayyattuka biruhi al-kudus tukallimu al-nasif al-mahdi wa kahla wa idh allamtuka al-kitab wal-hikmat wal-tawrat wal-injil the various miracles that Isa alayhi salam performed it was only for, with the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so one of the miracles that Isa alayhi salam had was he could hear the sufferings of the inhabitants of the grave so Isa alayhi salam was passing by on one of his he had some work so he was passing by and he heard the inmate of a particular grave suffering. So he continued on his way. When he returned and he passed by again, thereafter he heard that now the suffering has been removed. So Isa alayhi salam makes dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he asks Allah ta'ala that this person was suffering, now his suffering has been removed. So Allah ta'ala inspired upon Isa alayhi salam that this person that was suffering in the grave he had left behind a wife that was expecting. And he passed away. His wife was still expecting and he passed away. And a few years later, this child grew up and the mother saw to the well-being of this child. So she enrolled this child in an institution where they could learn the deen. And this child began reciting from the verses and reciting the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And on that day that this child began reciting the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala removed the suffering 
of the grave of that father. First and elders, can we imagine our children? We do not even have to remind them to recite for us when we are in the qabr. But by us just sending them to the madrasa, sending them to the correct institution, and ensuring that Islam is part of their lives, that they start off their day, they must start it off with Fajr Salah, they must start it off the day with reciting a few portions from the Quran and Majid. They must start off the day with reciting Surah Yasin. And when they're carrying out their daily life, ensure that you are carrying it out as how a Muslim should carry it out. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in one hadith, the mafum of it, he mentioned that the best gift, that the best gift that a father can give any child is the gift of good akhlaq. Now he carries it out in this manner. He has good akhlaq. He conducts himself in a good manner. And that is something that no amount of money can give a person. A person can have all the money in the world, but if he has good, does not have good akhlaq, good character, people might respect him for the wealth that he has, but in reality in their heart they do not have true respect for him. But people will naturally be attracted to a person who has good akhlaq and good character. So this is the benefit of it. And imagine the reward and the sawab that we will reap, inshallah, if our young ones carry out their lives in this correct manner, in this correct teaching. It is mentioned regarding Umar ibn Abdul Aziz. He was regarded as the second Umar. He was a very, very just and fair ruler. And that is why they regarded him as the second Umar, that his leadership, he carried it out. You know the era of Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu was a very, very successful era for Islam. Many, many countries came under Islamic rule. And Umar was very, very loved in his in his time as a leader. And so was Umar ibn Abdul Aziz. Umar ibn Abdul Aziz is now old and he's lying on his deathbed. So his brother-in-law comes in front of him and his brother-in-law tells him that now you are old, you are going to leave this world. Why don't you stipulate something, leave something behind for your children? He was after all the leader, the Amir at the time. So Umar ibn Abdul Aziz began crying. And he's saying that I can leave my children in one of two ways. Either I can leave good children behind, or I can leave bad children behind. I can leave children that are obedient, that are upright, that are carrying their life in a correct manner, or I can leave children that are astray. And I know as far as the effort that I've made, I have left children, I've brought them up in a correct manner, I've given them the correct upbringing, and I left children behind in the correct manner. And thereafter he tells them, that secondly I can leave them in such a way that I can I have the control and authority to do it I'm the leader I can give them a portion from the national treasury so that they can live comfortably but because of that I am going to suffer in the cover regarding it in the akhirat I'm going to be questioned regarding it or the second way is this that I leave them like how they are with nothing that correct Islamic upbringing that I gave them and with no wealth from the public treasury. And when I will be lowered in the qabr, I will not be questioned with regards to how I misuse the affairs of the people. And if I leave them in this way, then they will go in this world in such a way that people will respect them. And why people will respect them? And friends and elders, we take a point from this also, and we find that when a leader is just, when a leader is fair, then not only will he be respected, and not only will he be liked, but even generations thereafter, we still up to today we are speaking of the fairness and the justness of Hazrat Umar ibn Abdul Aziz radiallahu rahmatullah alayhi. 
So this, he said that people will respect them. That these are the children of Umar ibn Abdul Aziz. And they will respect them. On the contrary, we find that because of the actions, because of the amal of people, because of the gunas and the sins of people, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sits upon them such leaders that usurp their rights, they treat them unjustly. A'malukum ummalukum. Your actions will be your leaders. And we find friends that as may Allah protect us and save us and change our conditions. But every leader that comes upon the people thereafter, people will, will, will be happy that the previous leader has left only to find that the one replaced him is worse than that. That's a, that, that is the end result of gunas and sinning and evil actions that are prevalent in society. That your actions will now become your leader. Your actions will now govern you. May Allah protect us and save us all. So this was how Umar ibn Abdul Aziz left this dunya. That he did not usurp the right of the people. He did not abuse his power and authority. He left his children poor. But Allah Ta'ala gave them respect, dignity and honor in this dunya. Hazrat Abu Darda radiallahu ta'ala anhu the leader of the time, a very wealthy person of the time, proposes for his daughter Darda. Hazrat Abu Darda rejects this proposal. A little while later, an ordinary person came and proposed for his daughter. And he accepted the proposal. So people told Hazrat Abu Darda anhu, that a very very wealthy person came and proposed and you rejected this proposal. And now an ordinary person comes and proposes and you accept it. What is the reason? Hazrat Abu Darda mentions that I thought to myself and I gave it a lot of thought that if my daughter would be married in this wealthy home in this home of this king and she will enjoy all the bounties all the ni'mats of this dunya all the wealth of this dunya she will have it under her she will have servants caring to every need of hers at that time when she is enjoying the pomp and the glory of this dunya what will her connection be with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala what will her connection be with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then I thought when this ordinary person proposed for her, I felt it to be the right one. Why? That she will experience certain times in her life when she will go through difficulties. And because of this, those difficulties in her life, she will always turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that was the worry and the concern of Abu Darda that my child must be linked with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And friends and elders, that should be our worry and our concern also. That we are leaving our children behind. What is our link? Or what is their link with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Alhamdulillah we find in this country, when our forefathers came, they established this madrasa, this maktab system. And alhamdulillah there are many seniors present here. And they will bear testimony to this. That in the past, it was a rule that every person went to school, after school madrasa was, there was no compromise. A person had to go to this afternoon madrasa, be it, one and a half, two hours. But they, our, the, our forefathers made sure that we attended madrasa and asked many of us here today the surah that we learn, the kalimas that we learn, the duas that we learn, the basic masail of salah, etc. that we learned. Where did we learn it? Each and every one of us learned, learned it at that simple apa or the simple hafiz or that malana that taught us after school at madrasa. And that is what carries you throughout your life. Even whatever person becomes thereafter. But what he learned at that age, between 6 and 14, 15, 16, that will stay in him throughout his entire life. Friends and elders, this is something that is very, very important. And we should not let go of it. Let us ensure, let us not deprive them. Yes, I'm saying it again. If we are sending them to whatever institution we are sending them to, to acquire and advance 
their dunyawi obligations and dunyawi acquisitions in this world, as far as this world goes, they can go... By all means, my friends and elders, let us not deprive them of that Islamic education. Let us not de- deprive them of the dini upbringing, that Islamic teachings, whatever they may become in this world, but they must become as a Muslim and learn it as a Muslim. Friends and elders, also very, very important. There are many, many challenges facing today. The challenges that were faced in the past are nothing compared to the challenges that we are facing today. And as time and as the era continues, the challenges will be more and more. Friends and elders, in order to combat these challenges, our youth, from every direction they are bombarded with all these challenges. Time does not promise us to go into the final details of these challenges. But in order to undo that, just one incident that comes to mind, our, one of the senior alims of our locality, he went to one of the schools in Durban, a school, not, not an Islamic school, an educa- a higher education school. And the reason they went was that the youngsters in the school were prevented from performing Juma Salam. So he went with a delegation of some ulama and some business professionals. They went and they had a meeting with the school. So he mentions that what transpired between himself and the principal. One point he mentioned there in this meeting that took place. He says that the principal of the school told him that this is a Christian school. You are sending your children to our institute to come and study. And the entire day, what we are teaching them, we are teaching them from a perspective of Christianity. Whatever is being taught to them. So thereafter, Mulana said, yes, but we are sending them to the Maktab Madrasa. So he's saying that the entire day, what is being taught to them, it's not possible to undo it just in those few hours. But friends and elders, we still have this opportunity. So let us ensure, firstly, the institution that we are sending them to very, be very, very careful what they are being taught and to continuously check what they are learning. And friends and elders, let us not deprive them of that Islamic upbringing. Let us not deprive them of that learning. Unfortunately, today's time we find it is not like the past. Attendance has become a very, very big problem. On the one hand, they are admitted to the madrasa. But together with that, let us ensure that they attend madrasa regularly. Yes, they might have extra curricular activities, they might have whatever uh, sports, and whatever other activities they might have. But at least let us keep these activities for the weekends, be it tuition, etc. Let it not come at that expense. It is only one and a half or two hours daily, five days a week. Let us not even cut that out. They are spending six, seven hours at school, one and a half, two hours in madrasa. Let us not compromise that. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept us all. May Allah ta'ala protect our youth. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make our youth the shining lanterns of Islam of the future. Wa akhiru dawana. Alhamdulillahi rabbil.